Hello everyone. I'm excited to welcome you to Live Healthy Natural, where we flip the dialogue about health and wellness in terms of what your body can do on its own and your ability to heal from many so-called lifelong diseases. I'm your host, Dr. Samir Sridharan. I'm a naturopathic doctor practicing out of Dallas, Texas. And I'm also the founder of Hygia Homeopathy and Hygia Holistic Retreat. Are you ready to hear the stories of healing and the many journeys of people's healing from autism, autoimmune conditions, and many more? Then listen on. Hello, everyone. I am so excited again for another brand new interview with the lovely Catherine. So that's who you want to hear her healing journey story about her health, her challenges and how she conquers them and how she conquered some of them as well. So I'm super excited for that. Here we go right into it. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, so happy to be here. Oh, thank you for being here because every single one of you that are willing to share your health journey. I mean, you know, so many people think of this as something that's very private, right? And I understand mm-hmm. that, you know, I, I completely understand and believe in privacy. But also, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, we actually are not that very different from each other, right? You know, we all share struggles that are very similar to each other. But many a times we feel so alone in our struggles because yes. we don't know that other people are dealing with similar things or the mm-hmm. same thing even. And I have actually had to deal with th- those kinds of things, not in the health aspect of it, thankfully, because you know I have been raised in a family that taught me so many things about health. So thankfully that wasn't the case, but in my other personal areas in my life, I felt so alone because I didn't know that other people had similar struggles. I thought I was alone in that, which meant that mm-hmm. something was wrong with me that mm-hmm. I was incurable in a way. Yes. <laughs> and I appreciate every single one of you that comes here and shares your story because then this becomes a hope for someone else. You know, someone who's mm-hmm. here, maybe they think that their condition isn't curable. They think that they just have to deal with this. They have to live with pain and so on and so forth. So that's the reason I'm so grateful for each one of you who come here and share your stories and share how you're conquering all of these things and how every step you make is making a difference so that more and more people can wake up and realize that that's possible for them as well. So I appreciate it. Thank you. So do you want to share with our listeners some things about you, like your background, who you are, so people have an idea? Sure. So my name is Catherine and I am a Native American or Native Texan. I was born in Dallas here. I've got a son who's in the Navy. He's in San Diego. I'm married. I have a dog named Harold. He's a miniature schnauzer. We call him Harold, Prince of Plano, and he's very pompous. He lives up to his name. (laughs) He thinks he's all that. I love it. (laughs) I'll be 60 this year, so I'm planning a big birthday party. I'm married. Michael is my husband of 20 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ups and downs on that one. Uh, Let's let's see. What else? 
And the uh, best thing see. is that you don't even look 59. So you're just lying about it now. You know? Yes, I, I am. Yes. I am. I'm lying. <laughs> you look great. Seriously. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So what else? Um, that's great. Thank you. Thank you for, you know, sharing that. So can you tell me a little bit more about your health? How has it been? You know, I mean, now you said, unfortunately, you said it, so I can say it now <laughs> that you're yeah. 50. So in these 59 years of being on this planet, has this been something that's easy? Like, you know, have you been healthy pretty much, you know, most of your life? Or is that something that was a struggle? If it was a struggle, when did it start becoming a struggle? And what kind of a struggle was it? And what happened after that? Okay, so let me just give you a, a whole kind of a real quick scenario. Mm-hmm. I was healthy as could be growing up. Mm-hmm. I only had a sinus infection when I was 12. Mm-hmm. I had strep throat when I was 10. I was out for two weeks and very sick with 104 fever, but I got over it. Fantastic. So go forward and I'm 27. Mm-hmm. I have a child, mm-hmm. healthy. But that summer, there was something with the measles. So that was making a comeback. So I thought, well, I need to go get the vaccine. So I got the vaccine that summer. Uh That November, I started having issues. And I don't know if there was a connection or not, but that was just something that I had done out of the ordinary. Uh And I got that vaccine. Well, in November, I started having pains like like it was uh, indigestion or something. Uh Went to the doctor nothing. Went to several doctors, started losing weight. And I didn't really have the weight to to lose. I weighed 120 pounds. Mm -hmm. I lost 10 pounds over the course of two years. It took them two and a half years to diagnose me with Crohn's disease. Mm -hmm. During that time, the pain was just unbearable. It would be on the lower right-hand side. Everything I ate came right back up, or it was just severe diarrhea. They put me on medications. My doctor, when I went in for the diagnosis, he said, yes, you have Crohn's disease and, uh, oh, it's incurable. Wow. And, and I wanted to cry. 30, right. So you probably got diagnosed at 30 then. Oh, uh, yes, I was yes. about 30. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to cry when he told me that, but I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was by myself. Mm-hmm. I had nobody with me. So I was in and out of the hospital every two years mm-hmm. after that mm-hmm. because they would put you on steroids. They would put you on, I don't know, sulfasalazine, pentaza. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward to the 2000s and they put me on Remicade. Uh-huh. I also had a fistula. That was lots of the fun. Oh. And back in 98, so back in 98 was when they came out with Remicade. Mm-hmm. But with my situation, I was too high risk to start a new drug that they didn't know anything about. Okay. Okay. So two years after that, mm-hmm. or maybe more, I started taking Remicade. So I would go in every eight weeks for uh, an infusion. Mm-hmm. And it would take two and a half to three hours to, the, to do that. I stopped taking that on my own and I once again got very, very sick. But the other part was I was not eating properly. 
So what they told me was just the time, so many of the GIs and medication that they give, nobody ever told you that you might want to change your diet or eat this or eat that or not eat this or not eat that. Initially, it started out, if it hurts, don't eat it. Okay. So that's how it started. And then it was, don't eat raw vegetables. You have to have them cooked. Mm-hmm. Don't eat seeds. Mm-hmm. Don't eat raw fruit. Uh, don't eat, what were some of the big ones? Raw vegetables and raw fruit mm-hmm. were, were the big ones. Mm-hmm. So, but I could do rice, they said. Mm-hmm. I could do rice. I could do eggs. I could do meat Mm -hmm. i I could eat a lot of things but they didn't tell me not to cut out sugar or dairy or or gluten Mm -hmm. which boy if you do that it it makes a a huge difference but you got to want to do it now there is more of that understanding i think even if the doctors i mean i still see patients with crohn's and ulcerative colitis where Nobody tells them, you know, that you shouldn't eat these foods, right? Or just go on medications, you know, pretty much I go on Remicade immediately. That's how it is. Yes. The protocol is immediately go on Remicade, right? So that's how it has become. But they're still not told what to eat or what not to eat. And it's crazy to me. But the good news is that now there is more information on the internet. So people go on the internet and read and think, okay, maybe I want to actually not eat this. Maybe I don't want to eat that and start doing some of the things themselves, which obviously helps them. And then they're like, oh, maybe there is a food connection here. So, but back then, obviously you didn't have that aspect as well. So you just had to go through the, you know, ringer, in a way to speak. Yeah. It's not easy. Yes. I must say, you know, giving all that up, it is not easy because it, uh, the sugar is very addictive and it tastes really good, but Every time I eat it, I always have a side effect immediately. Mm-hmm. Within 20 minutes, I have a side effect. Mm-hmm. So that's my go-to is no pain. Yes, because pain is always a cry for help, right? Mm-hmm. Our mm-hmm. immediately tells us when there is, I mean, discomfort, I often say, is okay because discomfort makes us grow. So mm-hmm. to not even be uncomfortable is not okay in the sense that People, for example, fevers, right? Fever can be uncomfortable. It's not pain, but it's uncomfortable. So Mm -hmm. fever, it can be a good thing because it is helping fight off an infection. So fever is good. But we usually don't like even discomfort, right? Even being a little hot, a little cold, none of Mm -hmm. those. But then when it comes to pain, the body absolutely is not even saying that, oh, this is okay. This is not okay. Pain is never okay. So pain is literally a cry for help of the body the body was actually giving that cry out you know it was crying out yes yeah. absolutely so did you uh, cut it out did you cut out sugar and all that at that point in time i would say that i am between 75 and 90 percent no sugar definitely no dairy this is now or back then uh no well see i didn't cut everything out until a year ago when I started seeing you, yeah. you, you were my strength. <laughs> strength with it. Yes. yes. You gave me a lot more tools to, to help me. Mm-hmm. You, you gave me the four agreements to read and it's like a Bible with, with me. I, I take it with me every time I get on an airplane. Um, I've got it with me so, so that I, and I read it and I still make notes on it and it's helped me tremendously. Oh, no, absolutely. And that's the most beautiful part about you. Because, see, 
you can say something to someone, but to take that and make it your own is truly up to us. Yes. And yes. It's extremely powerful. It's not about reading the book. You know, so many times no. people say, when I actually suggest that book, they'll say, oh, yeah, I've read the book. It's a fantastic book. I'm like, yes. Okay. Now let's actually go back and read it and start applying it, living by yes. it. Yeah, you have to you have to put it into action. It's like a football game or anything or a football player. You can know all the, the drills, but if you don't implement them, you're not going to win the game. Exactly. So what happened going back to the 2000s, early 2000s? So you started on Remicade and then what happened? So I started on Remicade and everything was fine. Mm -hmm. And then I switched jobs and I stopped taking it for reasons that were related to work. Then I got sick and I had to go on another drug, which was Humira. Mm -hmm. And the Humira was every two weeks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I took it, I want to say from 2015 to 2018, 19. Mm -hmm. And I developed a severe sinus congestion. Mm -hmm. I could not breathe. Okay. And in order to breathe, I had to do like a sinus rinse at least twice a day, wow. twice a day, mm -hmm. at least. Mm -hmm. So they took me off of that and put me on Stellara. Okay. I mean, I'm still taking it, mm -hmm. but there is a goal in sight where I will not have to take it anymore. Yes. I'm getting there. Yes. So what happened when you did get on Stellara? Like all your pain and everything went away or were you still in pain at that point in time? Uh, there was times when I was, when I would still be in pain because it, it was, for me, it's what I eat. It's what I put into my body. Mm -hmm. If I, if I go out and eat some donuts or they're going to be good going down, but mm, 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 no, <laughs> it, mm, no, it's not going to be a happy day at the Becker home. Yes. What for happens? my husband or for me. <laughs> you these what happens to you? Well, what happens, like, especially for bread, mm. any any type of gluten, if I eat that pasta, oh, my God, pasta. You know how you can stick out your stomach intentionally mm -hmm. and it'll go out like three or four inches maybe? Mm -hmm. Mine would go out to where I'm like seven months pregnant. Oh, wow. no, I'm not lying. Loading, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the flatulence is just horrific. Mm -hmm. It's just horrific. So it's just horrible. Reference, I want to you know make sure that our uh, listeners understand what this means is that the body essentially, so anytime when you eat foods that seems to produce certain kinds of symptoms, what it's doing is it's producing histamine. Histamine mm -hmm. is a chemical that's produced as a response to allergens like your body is not able to do anything with it so it thinks of it as a foreign body and produces histamine as it produces to pollen and things like that that are truly foreign but in this mm -hmm. because the gut lining is inflamed and irritated and it's not yet where it needs to be it immediately as soon as it comes in it actually starts becoming the histamine release causes inflammation and inflammation means swelling inside and the swelling is what causes the bloating. Yes. So there is fluid retention, you know, the body is actually, I mean, it's kind of trying to protect itself by doing all of those things. So mm -hmm. that doesn't absorb. So how amazing is our body though? Like, you know how when people have eczema, 
how when you the skin is very thick and inflamed, you put lotion on and doesn't really absorb. The same way internally, that swelling makes sure that the food, which is poisonous to it, doesn't get absorbed. See how amazing our body is? Yes, it is. Feels obviously annoying to us. <laughs> it feels horrible to us. But the body is only trying to protect us still. It's like, don't exactly. have poison so that it doesn't go everywhere and cause problems. Let yes. me just stop it right here. And let me try and see if I can get it out in the meantime so that it doesn't go into the blood and cause more problems in other organs. Yes. So what I feed my body is how my body will thank me. Yes. And yeah. so I start my day every day with first thing I put in my mouth is celery juice. Yeah. Now that will clean you out. So be careful if you try it. Uh, but then I have a plant protein base yeah. shake yeah. that I put frozen bananas and frozen blueberries. And I put my max greens and my chlorella and spirulina. Ah, and, and then having fruits and greens now. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. And raw. Yes. Yes. So, so I do that made you make this switch like because i mean if you were taking slara and things were seemingly okay why did you want to get off of it like what was your motivation to do something different when for all these years you know that was the way you did everything the body can heal itself in my opinion yes i don't want to take i don't want to put chemicals mm-hmm. in my body mm-hmm. it, it, it's just not necessary so that's why my goal is to get off of this wow. and I'll be fine. Yes. Because that's- it's not it's not just the body, it's not just the food that you put in, it's your mindset. As well. Absolutely. But also, didn't you have like last year where you had a flare that wouldn't even get controlled with steroids and things like that? And it had to go on for a period of time and the pain didn't subside during which you decided to make that switch that, okay, this isn't necessarily working the way 100% that I want it to work. Yeah, that's when I came to you. Yes. So that's, that's when, when I came. decided that, okay, I have to heal my body and not just keep a Band-Aid on, right? Right. So do you want right. to tell a little bit about that episode of what happened exactly at that time? Because I don't recall exactly. I'm trying to remember myself. <laughs> uh, let's see. I had... I think I had kind of hit rock bottom on my health. Mm-hmm. Boy, I mean, it was, I'd just gotten back from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And boy, I, I am so sorry. I cannot for the life of me. I remember, oh Lord, <laughs> I was taking a lot of vitamins, but I didn't know why I was taking the vitamins. Oh, and then I did, I remember. It was one of my blood tests, uh-huh. the CRP, the C-receptive uh-huh. protein. It was high. It was more than doubled. Uh-huh. And they wanted to do a procedure mm-hmm. on me going down my throat and up my rectum. Uh-huh. And I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's when you got me on my regiment. And that's when I said, okay, uncle. I'm going to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do the procedure. I definitely didn't want to do that procedure. Mm-hmm. So I put it off three times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we did more blood work. Mm-hmm. And it came back normal. Yes. It came back normal. 
Yeah. And I don't have the pain that I was having. Yes. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So what yeah. are things that you actually had to do in this process in the sense that, okay, so things were not good, hitting the rock bottom and deciding, okay, I'm going to do something different for myself because I kind of like myself. <laughs> and yeah. I want to give myself the gift of health. And that's wonderful that you said that, you know, our bodies can heal because it can. But yes. obviously there was a time where somebody said to you that it was incurable. And maybe there was somewhere that, you know, for all these years, right, that made you not seek out something different, that maybe it is not. I just have to deal with it until your own inner spirit, the higher self came in and said, you know, there has to be another way than doing what I'm doing. Yes, when that's exactly. Happened, what are the things that you had to do differently for you? When I made that switch, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Well, now I gone to a homeopathic back in 1998, I believe. Uh-huh. Long time ago. Yeah. And a neighbor friend of mine had said, just come with me to, mm-hmm. because I, I mean, I was still battling. I already had one surgery uh-huh. to remove some of my small intestine. She said, just come with me. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. I thought, I don't know what this quack is, but. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. Uh-huh. And that was, that was my start, but I didn't stick with it. Uh-huh. It was different times. I was going through a divorce. I didn't have any money. Uh-huh. Um, I was broke. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm grateful for that's. I think I got off track there. Yeah, no, that's, that's wonderful. And then now that you started doing this in the past year, what are the changes you have made in the past year oh. compared to before? Okay, so I do my uh, infrared sauna. Uh-huh. I know I need to do it every night, but hey, I'm lucky and happy that I do it three or four times a week. No, no, the I'm best not- time to the best time to do it is when you do it. Yes, yes, and yes. and the other thing, the other thing which has made a, a truly tremendous difference is the water that I drink. Yes, I. I drink reverse osmosis. I carry my bottles with me to work. Mm-hmm. That's what I drink. Mm-hmm. I don't do coffee anymore. Yes. If I do, I do the lion's mane coffee. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I don't have that every day. Mm-hmm. I have my salmon five times a week at least. Yes. Yeah. What else do you not do? <laughs> what do I? Uh, negativity. I try to keep that at bay. Oh, and then I get rid of the people that are negative in my life. So I get out all of those crazy making people. It's lots of fun. <laughs> yeah, we get the crazies out. <laughs> right? yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. that answer your question? Or was there something else? Yes. No, those are all actually very important. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy that you even said the water because it's so important that simple things right like i mean everything that you said was not really that hard or it's not like a complete change you know like it's like oh uh, you're drinking water anyways just make sure you're drinking clean water you know clean water yes right you know or you're actually eating anyways you know just eat these things instead of that you know right you're already seeing things like you know i mean you're already meeting people but who are the kinds of people that you really want to be around? You know, make these choices. Don't just accept anybody and everybody that comes into your life, right? Because there are people right. different types that are going to come into your life, but you have to choose who you want to yes. be around. 
not necessarily just hang out with anyone and everyone and participate and engage in every kinds of conversations and problems. So, no. and you got to stay away from those negative vibes. Yeah. So just because somebody says something negative to you doesn't mean that you have to respond. Yeah. You don't have to accept that gift from them. Yes. It's not about me. <laughs> it's about them. It's not about me. Yeah. My hus- When I say that to my husband, he goes, that's that book you're talking about, right? <laughs> true. It is true. I mean, that's what living by that book means, right? Now, yes. not necessarily a concept. Now you live by that constantly. Mm-hmm. Through all of this. So, you know, a lot of times people say to me that, well, you know, my life is chaotic right now or stressful right now. And I'm sure during this whole year for you, you have had to deal with many different things like that, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's it's a choice in how you want to deal with it. Yes. I mean, if somebody is is nagging about their spouse or their husband or how terrible it is, it's up to you whether you want to listen to it or not. You yes. don't have to respond. Yes. Perfect. So you have been dealing with stress how recently? Deep breathe. Uh-huh. And uh, with stress, I remember what I can control. Yes. And I can only take care of me. I can only control my actions. And it's up to me how I want to react to everything, to everybody, yes. every situation. Yes. Family, work, friends, dogs, the weather. Yes. Oh, my God. I mean, tell me about it. That is probably one of the most important lessons in all of this, right? That then, because for the gut, especially, you know, Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, anxiety is one of the important factors that causes all kinds of problems and, you know, havoc in the gut. So if we handle that aspect of it, then our gut remains calm and our body is in the parasympathetic mode and healing can start taking place yes because when you get angry it goes right to your gut and you can feel yourself tighten up yes and the other thing is stop the movies in your head yes stop the movies it's crazy how you think about something or if you're meeting with somebody like if you go to a a reunion Mm -hmm. and you think somebody's mad at you you don't know Don't assume and don't take it personally. Those are two hard ones that I had to really, really think about is don't assume what they're thinking. You can't read their mind and they can't read and they can't read mine. I can't read theirs and don't take it personally. Oh my God. I love that. I love that. Especially because what you said, don't let the movie run. Don't have a story. And don't run with that story. Don't create more stories from that story, you know? And your thoughts have immediate effects on your body, right? Like chemicals are constantly being produced. And that's one of the reasons why I often tell people that you eat three times a day. You think thousands of times a day. Which one do you think is going to have more impact? Your food or your thoughts? That doesn't mean that don't care about the food, but care about the food, but also care about the way you think, the stories yes. in your head, the movies that you're running in your head. You know, care about that so much more because every single thought produces chemicals in the body. And these chemicals 
are going to either give you health or they're going to give you disease. And if you already have a disease, it's not going to be a pleasant side It's going to make everything worse. And this is the reason why stress makes everything worse. And it's not stress externally. It's not problems outside. It is the story that we say in our head. Right. Wants to that external factor. Yes. And then the past. Mm-hmm. Past things that have that have happened to you, bad things that have happened, let it go. Don't dwell on the past. Stick to the now and dream about tomorrow. Yes. Because the, the past is gone. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard stories after story, same story. Yes. I won't say who, but it's just over and over and over. And that eats at me when I hear it. So let that past go. And TV and news, stop it. Oh my goodness, such an important thing, yes. And then the language. The language, how you talk to yourself. Yes, yes. Always be good to yourself because you're the best. Yes, you are, you are. Yes. And every time your body hears it, right? Our soul hears it, our body goes, ah, it just puts its shoulders down, you know, literally speaking. (laughs) And it actually puts us in the parasympathetic mode. So I love that. Yes, news, especially with the whole COVID thing that came. So many people, you know, came to me for anxiety. And why did that happen? Because they were actually putting so much of negative information in their heads constantly, and then creating stories from those negative information, and then living from those stories, and then a chemical produced in the body, not allowing them to sleep or having all kinds of symptoms in their body. And this was just you know, I mean, wrecking havoc in so many people's lives. So we need to be very aware of what information comes in and what we actually tell ourselves, what kind of chemicals we're going to produce, and then mm-hmm. we actually have health or disease. Oh, yep. every single one of them is such a fantastic point, Catherine. Oh, thank my you, God. thank you. Yeah, yeah. That was extremely- just because it's on, just because it's on TV, doesn't mean it's true. Yes. Yes. And even if it is, right, like, for example, you know, the war in Syria. Yeah. So how is that going to help you or help them? Watching something like that, I mean, especially nowadays, right, like everything is captured in the moment and it's all about the ratings, right? How much? Yes. Yes. Which means that anything that's even more graphic has more of a pull. And, uh, you know, they actually Mm -hmm. play these graphic images and videos over and over again, and people actually get sucked into it. But what you cannot actually do is you cannot really feel someone else's pain. You can't really go and change somebody's life in Syria. But what you are going to do here is you're going to actually experience your own pain from your past and, you know, kind of attach all of those things and throw this chemical, you know, uh, concoction in our own bodies, which isn't going to be of any help nothing it does no good for anybody exactly except for the news yes and we become completely unavailable unfortunately to be able to help anyone even in syria right right yes so that's another reason why we don't want to watch it not just the things that are to us but even if it is things that we cannot do anything about all we can do is maybe send them and we know something is happening we can send them healing you know, energy, we can send them prayers, we can actually send them power through our energy and through our mind, rather than actually watching all of that and becoming weak ourselves. Right. 
Yes. And when you really get down in a dump, just think puppy dogs and kittens. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> fun things, doing fun things are all healing. Are all healing. So now are you in any kind of pain, Catherine? No. no. I'm okay. not in pain. Okay. And so you make good choices for you because because I don't want that pain. Right. I don't want anybody to have that pain. Yes. You don't have to have that pain. You don't have to, and you won't eventually. So, and then your medication, they are actually weaning you off of it. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Even as you're weaning off, your body is able to handle it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited. This is the happiest I've been in years, health-wise. Yeah. And because you also have been making these choices that makes you happy. Right. Yes. You take nothing personal and you don't assume about anybody and you do your best. Right. Obviously, and you're impeccable with your words. You're obviously going to be happy. Yes. I mean, people at work even say, oh, if when I'm going to lunch and they say, oh, to eat your salmon, they always know. They know now it's salmon. <laughs> I order lunch for them, but I don't eat it. Oh, my gosh. I mean, do you recognize how powerful that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, despite the fact that you start, you got diagnosed or you started having this problem, you know, like 30 plus years ago, right? Yes. Today, after 30 years of dealing with this, your body can still heal. And yes. you can make different choices. Yep. And you can actually change the trajectory of your health and your body and your life even after 30 years. Yeah, it, it's never too late. And then I exercise three times a week. And I, I'm not a crazy person, you know. I just do the Tabata timer, and it's like a 25-minute workout. Perfect. And, I mean, you are in great shape mm-hmm. as I see you. And you have a great, you know, mindset. And okay. you have a great diet. I think that's a perfect combination for health. Yes. And you're doing yeah, I'm very, very proud of you because I know at one point in time this was very hard for you. Yes, it was. How did you conquer that? How did you, I mean, when it was difficult, you know, first time I remember you came and you realized that, oh my God, this is so so hard for me and I can't do it. But then you conquered that. So how did you conquer that? I wanted to do it. It was my choice. I had to literally make that choice. It's yeah. like, okay, Catherine, what are you going to do? Are you going to continue to live like this? Or do you really want to be healthy? Do you really want this pain to go away? I had to make that choice. And what is choice? Have you like? Do you feel like you want to go back and not make that choice? I mean, not like you know, keep that choice, or is it has it gotten easier to make that choice for yourself on a regular basis after that? Oh, it definitely has gotten easier. I mean, I can make pasta for my husband mm-hmm. and be fine. Okay, and I don't need it, and I'm fine. That's wonderful. I wanted to ask that question specifically because sometimes, you know, when we make those choices that are hard, seemingly hard, first, we think it's going to be hard all the time, right? I often tell people even about how food, like, you know, they may think that, oh my God, they love, you know, specific food and they cannot live without that food, like dairy, maybe, you know, cheese. I cannot live without it. But then they do it. And after a little bit of time, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Yes. It's not a big deal. Ice cream was one of my favorite foods. Uh-huh. And I don't know if you've ever tried Handel's ice cream. Handel's ice cream makes the best ice cream in the world as far as I'm concerned. 
But um, how do you handle that? <laughs> <laughs> I just go there with my husband and I let him eat his ice cream and then I go home. Oh my goodness. You know? And the thing is that, you know, I know that your husband has, you know, certain things going on with him too, but he is not choosing to make healthier choices, correct? Trust me, he's come a long way. Oh, wow. Good. And a long way. You first that he wasn't willing to, and then you let go of that too. Yeah, I let go of that too. Yep. It's, we all have a choice. Yeah. He has his choice. I have my choice. My parents had their choice. My brother has his choice. Even my dog has his choice, you know. He's such a scaredy cat. And that's wonderful. The reason why I ask that question again is sometimes we get stuck in these loops of, oh, but my, you know, I am trying to do this healthy thing for myself, but my partner isn't willing to do that, which means I can't do it for myself. And we don't have to be that way. You can either make a decision or you can make an excuse. I love it. You know, I keep bringing these things up because there are these challenges in your life too, but yes. you've been able to make the commitment and then you reap the benefits of it. And the more you actually see the benefits of it, then you continue doing more of it and then it becomes easier and easier and easier. Yes. 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 And that's what ideally wanted people to hear because a lot of times people think everybody's life is maybe perfect in some way, right? And it isn't. None of our lives are perfect. Most of our lives, are chaotic, like most of our lives, you know? Like everybody, no life is perfect, trust me. Yes, we still have to love ourselves. We still yes. see the value within ourselves and make these choices that are good for us. Even if mm-hmm. it's comfortable first, but eventually we'll get there where it is you know, easier and easier every day. Yes. And the benefits of it, it actually is totally worth it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I really appreciate that. So do you want to share, like, I mean, through all of this, what what are the things that you have learned that you think that are so valuable? Because many times it's not just about the absence of symptoms, right? We kind of learn things from experiences that becomes not just something to do with health, but something that becomes more of a life-changing thing. So is there anything like that that has happened to you through this experience? I became more aware of my surroundings. Mm. I became more aware of how people talk, mm-hmm. how I talk to people, mm-hmm. how I respond. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is probably the biggest thing that I've learned in my self-talk. Mm. Those are my biggest takeaways in going through this, this journey this, last, this past year. I mean, this past year, I've learned more about diet and exercise, self-talk, self-help, self-worth than I have in the last 59 years. Wow. It's almost 60, almost 60 years. Yeah. No, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's amazing what you could actually do the moment you actually commit to it and do all the things that you commit. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. Yeah. I love it. yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I mean, soon enough. I'll be having you again here once we are completely off of Stilera and you're living your perfect healthy life. And yes, yes, I would be excited to hear that story because, I mean, I've done this so many times. I know that it's just a matter of time, but I wanted you to share even that, right? Like it's not like, you know, many times we think that the end goal is what we need to be 
we need to be joyful about or we need to be yelling from the rooftops that you know only when we get to the end goal which is whatever the goal is right but then many times the end goal keeps changing but yes things that we need to be joyfully celebrating every step of the process yes and it's a choice it is your choice so now when i travel i went to ireland back in june and i thought okay what am i going to do i'm going what am i going to do and i thought you just take your plant protein just take it just take it take your little blend jet take it if you don't have a blend jet get one of those little shaker things and yeah that's what i did yeah and and you did it and you know that's the reason why i love these things like doing these interviews with people because they have challenges you have challenges you have stressors in your life but you chose to conquer them and you yes. chose and by you for your wellness for your benefit and mm-hmm. that is extremely motivating and inspiring mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that what makes each one of us a hero a superhero because yes. superheroes conquer big challenges yes and see when you're going through this and mainly your family and your close friends are going to say oh why are you going to do that you don't have to share it with them Yes. You don't have to tell them what you're doing. You don't have to tell them why. Yes. You you, you you just do it for you. It it's it's none of their business. I agree 100%. Nobody is privy to any of this information, you know? If yep. you feel something feels right within you, then you do it for you. And when you see the benefits, then people may ask you. Then you're like, "Oh, what are you doing?" Then you can tell them. <laughs> Even then, I'm very picky about what I say. Yeah. Very picky because, you know, if you tell somebody you go to a chiropractor three times a week, they'll say, why do you want to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's my choice. <laughs> my choice and I don't have to explain it. Yes. No, so, I, I love, love, love how in the time that I have known you in this past year, how you have actually changed every step of the way with everything. Like, you know, everything I tell you, you make notes and then... Yeah apply it and then you come back yeah. I love that you carry a journal and we tell all of our patients to have a journal we always tell them that write down mm-hmm. remember right we don't remember everything that you have we need to write down and then you apply it and you come back and give me that feedback I applied this and this is how I did this and we are such a great team and I love when patients are to do yeah. that that's when you can actually you're communicating when something is working, something is not working. We also you know, bring challenges, bring problems that we need to conquer. And then we conquer them together and then we celebrate them together. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah it, it's, been, it's been an honor and pleasure for me to be able to get to know you, to be able to you know, walk with you on your healing journey. And uh, you. I appreciate you for coming here and sharing that story with our listeners as well. So for you listeners, no matter where you are, you know, you could be having something for 30 years. You could be having something for 10 years. You could be having something 40 years. It doesn't matter. There is always something you can do to make your health better. Just always, 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 always. Yes. So thank you so much, Catherine, for joining me here and telling your story. I hope that it helps many if not even 
even if it actually only helps one person, I think it'll be worth it. That's one person. That's one person. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you. So listeners, thank you so much. So you heard her story of clones and how she is actually healing from it and not having to deal with pain and suffering. So if you are someone you know is dealing with these things, let them know that they have hope. Let them know that they too can actually take steps. It is just about taking action, loving ourselves enough to make the commitment to make certain changes so that we can change the trajectory of our life. So I know you have places to go and you know things to do, but thank you for listening to me. I really appreciate you being here and I'll come back with a brand new interview in two weeks. Thank you so much.